Hello, 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 and welcome back to Chat With Me, Chat With M-E, however you want to say it, it's okay with me, <laughs> but, um, and welcome to season two, I suppose, I can't believe it's we're starting to record for season two already, uh, it seemed like um, that season one ended, I think because I did the interview with Alison for the, um, I would be here if I could, I, uh, there was a big break between that and doing the last episode where my symptoms were all kind of all over the place and um, I did need that kind of month to regroup sort of thing. Um, I did write a little bit like I said I would. Um, sadly, I only wrote about a, a chapter's worth of writing but I finished the chapter I was on which I think was chapter 8 and I started chapter 9 so at least there is progress going there and um, we had also had a half term mixed in there which um, meant that Aurora was home for the week so um, I needed to save as many spoons as possible for that so I could actually um, focus and um, function while she was off school. Atty thankfully still goes to nursery because um, our nursery is quite good it um, allows it doesn't do holidays so to speak it just does the bank holiday periods like um, so bank holiday any bank holiday Monday uh, which doesn't affect us because actually doesn't go in and like Christmas, Easter, all that those um, holidays they only do the actual bank holiday days they're, they're open the rest of the time which is quite good I think Christmas is the one where they have that little bit longer break because they break up it all happens Boxing Day and what have you I think they come back after New Year I want to say that's how I remember it but I'm sure that'll all become clear when I look at the calendar going forward but yeah it was um it has been a mixed bag. I've had uh, I had a period like a weekend. I think it was sort of like over a Thursday to Monday period where um, every I, all my symptoms seemed to drop for a bit, and it was really nice. I could actually do stuff. I did more than I probably should have done, which then caused a bit of a post-exertional malaise afterwards and a flare-up. But it was so lovely to be able to do stuff to go out with the girls, go on the mobility scooter, and you know, take them to the river for a little bit. It was just it was just nice to get out a little bit. So um, it made me feel a bit more human than just um, taking the girls to school and nursery then coming back and bed rest. So it was um, quite nice. And then, of course, I had a period of where I, I was basically in bed or confined to the couch for most of the day so that I could rest. But, um, you know, that's me. It's got its ups, it's got its downs. When, when you're um, in sort of a fluctuating illness especially chronic illness you just don't know how you're going to be from day to day so it's it does make it hard to plan for things but you know um it's it's, it's not much i can do about it so we've got to plan for stuff and then have like a contingency plan in case it all falls through if, if that makes sense so what else did we get up to i'm trying to think what we did um aurora is enjoying football and she actually got a certificate um because they do like a little five-a-side tournament or seven aside tournament depending on the numbers and her team won um and um, yeah she got a little certificate for that which is really good and i'm pretty sure i put it up on my on my instagram at brooks me at swift i think uh, it could have been stories i can't remember but i know i put it up somewhere so but yeah that was um really good and um the girls went to legoland which is also really good um i didn't go because it's a lot of walking so um Lindsay, um, Aurora's godmother, and Lindsay's best friend, um, or one of her best friends, shall I say, 
Emily came over and they went out with the girls and they really enjoyed themselves, which is really good. That's the whole idea, I suppose, of Legoland. And it was nice that Atty, I think, Atty went before, but she could go on more this time. And she's a little bit older, so she, um, I think she got her um, driving license because they've got like a little Lego car thing, like a go-karting type thing. And um, she got a driving license for that, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, they had a really good time and Aurora started her first Holy Communion. So that's in next May, I think she has her first Holy Communion. So it's been the start of getting her book stamped. So they get a little booklet for every six weeks or for each stage. The first stage is come and see. So basically it's to go to church every weekend and get the book stamped. It's quite handy for us because... Not I don't necessarily go every weekend, depending on how I am, but Lindsay does with the girls, so it's not really changed much there. The only difference will be the addition of Saturday school, which starts from tomorrow. She's got a first, like a swearing-in commitment ceremony, so in this come-to-see period, you have that, especially for those who don't regularly go to church, that period to go, do they want to do First Holy Communion? Because it's not for everybody, and that's fine. So if they don't want to do it, they can opt out from tomorrow and they'll go forward with as many um, people that as many children who are ready to do it uh, and it's interesting because I'm sure they're saying for our area it's the biggest amount of children they've got at the starting point I think it's something like 64 something like that so it's quite a lot and there's only about 59 or 60 pupils in Aurora's year so they're not all from her year at school which is attached to our church because we know a few friends outside and they're going to it too so yeah it's going to be a really exciting journey for her and it'd be nice that I can go to some of it as well and Lindsay's going to go to some of it so we'll get to share the um, task of helping her through to her first Holy Communion which will be really fun um, and yeah so as for um, just this will be a quick fire episode just to, to get me back into a rhythm again and get my kind of get my routine up and running so um going forward the last month or so i suppose it's been exciting that decode has almost finished its recruitment stage um and so it's progressing well and i will update on here and probably via the blog as well which is of the same name chat with me and um the paper questionnaires had to be handed in on monday just gone for me so it'll be literally two Mondays ago when you get this episode uh yeah so it's um anyone who's very severe um Emmy and needs help and needs a paper copy they would have had to have returned it by last Monday um which is the 30th of October uh the next sort of date to keep an eye on would be the 15th of November because you have to have signed up and completed the online questionnaire by 5 p.m. to be um, to see if you are eligible to um, go further into the um, study and do the spit kit, um, which is where they take your saliva and um, basically get your DNA from it and um, see what they can find if there's any patterns with people who have ME or any sort of patterns between like males, females, age range. So yeah, that should be interesting and. But yeah, yeah, that has to be in by 5pm completed. So that's not just the sign-up. You have to have completed the questionnaire. Now, the questionnaire is relatively simple and it's, it's been designed for ME patients by ME patients as well. They've 
they did a few trials and got it up to where it should be so that ME patients can do it. It saves when you're midway through. So if you do the first few questions and you want to stop, you can it saves your progress. But that does need to be in by 5 p.m. So I would definitely give yourself a couple of days just in case you flare up. You don't want to be going, oh, I can do it on that Monday and then something happens and you can't and you miss out. So my advice would be if you're listening to this now, you've got ME, you're 16 years or older and you are a UK resident, then go to um, Decode ME study. The links are in my, um, I think they're in my blog page, but they're, they're in both of my Instagrams. You go to the link tree on my profile at Brooksby at Swift at Chat With Me podcast and you'll find the links to the Decode website and you'll be able to sign up there and then. And I'm not sure how quick they email back with um, the um, the link for the questionnaire, but I'd assume it'd be pretty pretty quick because with us, we we the people who were there at the beginning, we um, applied to it way before the study was ready to with the questionnaire part of it. So it of course um, it came once it was up and running. Um, yep, yeah, and then the next bit of info really would be the 31st of January in 2024. So we're into next year now. That's when the return that you have got to have returned your spit kit so obviously you want to give it a bit more time because of christmas but i would say straight after new year if you haven't done so before christmas and you've worried about the christmas postage because obviously things do get blocked up don't they try and get it in as early as you can in january in the new year and it's got to have reached them by the 31st of january uh the other exciting thing is the um I would be here if I could, which I mentioned earlier with um, Alison Larkman. She's now, at this moment, it finished on November the 6th by the time this goes out. So it would have, been, would have been this Monday just gone. That is the deadline for anyone who was going to give the recorded messages. And then we get onto the exciting stage of getting to see this glass box being toured around the UK, I suppose. So... That's um, something else that's going to be really exciting coming up in 2024. So you've got Decode and you've got that. Now I'm going to go into um, the next couple of shows that are coming up because I'll probably need some input, maybe some questions. Um, I was planning to, the first episode back was going to be with Jessica Taylor Beerman, who is the author of The Girl Behind the Dark Glasses and she's I said that right my brain's gone Ooh, yes you know um, oh, I hate when I get brain fog when I'm mid but she's just released her new book yeah, sorry for that I had complete brain fog so I was um, right I just I'm looking at the bookcase because it's right in front of me I'm like I can see the books the two that I've read but um I can't quite read them because they're too far away. So it was a girl behind dark glasses and a girl in one room, which um, were her first two books. And very good if you've not read them already. You can get them from Hashtag Press, their website, or Amazon do it as well. Uh, I think they also do them as e-readers, so you can get them on your Kindle if you've got a Kindle like me. And her new book is A Girl Beyond Closed Doors, which was due to come out last month in October. But there was um, a printing issue, so all the books got delayed. So there was going to be the um, 
an in-person um, launch of the book and one online, which I've been invited to. And that's obviously had to be put back because there was no book to um, to launch, basically, because it wasn't ready. Uh, they released the e-reader, so some people have already read it on Kindle, so that's really good. And um, my copy of the new book came this week, which I was not expecting because the launch isn't until the, the Thursday the 16th or something, like that, whatever the Thursday is that week. Um, it might be the 19th, but I've, my dates, I've, I've got my phone turned off, so I've not got my calendar or anything on me. So, yeah, that. Um, so it's literally two weeks away, the online launch will be happening. So we, as we were going to do originally, are going to do an interview after the launch. Now, there's a lot going on with Jessica at the moment, obviously health-wise, kids-wise, husband-wise, which is nobody's business apart from hers, but it might that we might have to look at when we can um, do the interview so we've got it penciled in for in theory in between this episode and the next one so it should be the next episode but you'll have to bear with us because it may well be later depending on our own health issues and what's going on elsewhere but in hopefully it'll be some point not too long after the launch so we can talk about the book we can talk about the launch which will be really exciting um so yeah it's going to be and with me being able to go to the launch, be with it being online, it'd be really good to kind of get that feel for the new book coming out. I've started reading it, and I couldn't wait. And thankfully, the book I was slowly working through on my Kindle, I finished. So um, this is a daytime book, so I'm not allowed to read books upstairs in bed anymore because um, I have to keep a light on, and Lindsay needs to sleep. So, <laughs> so when, if I've got when I have my insomnia, that's when I've got the um, Kindle. So yeah, so if you've got any questions for Jessica, please do get in touch with me via either my personal Insta or um, my uh, podcast one or on Twitter or X as it's called now. I've also got um, uh, my chat with me pod, I think it's called on there. So you can always leave your questions on there and I will be sure to answer them. And also if anyone's read the book um, or started reading it, give me your input on how you feel because it's obviously you live in jessica's journey and i don't i'm not going to take give you any spoilers because i don't want to do that but yeah if you've got anything um that you'd like to say about the book please um, leave a comment and i will put them to jessica when we do our interview and the next one i thought that uh, i planned this or, or thought about this prior but never really it's kind of a taboo subject but the episode i will record for after it is gonna be i think it's about love, intimacy, and sex, I guess, because um, having a chronic condition, especially one where it causes pain, aches, brain, you know, light sensitivity, noise sensitivity, there's a lot of um, stuff that kind of things that as a human, you kind of, you do just naturally, but you have to, um, it's, it's really hard to describe what I'm trying to get at, but it's, um, it's not as easy to be in a relationship when you have this illness because there's so many barriers and so many things you can't do. You've got to find ways to make them work. So I'm just intrigued to see how um, other, whether it be patients, whether it be carers, stroke partners, because obviously the partners like Lindsay's my carer when I'm when I'm in my worst state. So yeah, how do you go about still maintaining a relationship outside of ME or does the ME consume it? Does it mean you can't have sex? Or if you 
do? Do you have to find new ways of doing it? And how you feel about love in general? How like do you feel like you're reciprocating it because it's really hard when you're poorly, especially if you're bedridden or housebound, and you, you you do not really have a normal, or what I would say, open quote normal close quote relationship because you've got to factor everything in your health, you've got to factor in your energy, you've got to factor in how it will make you feel afterwards. So it's really it's a real tough subject, and I thought, um, yeah, just interested to see how you guys, especially those within relationships how you manage to live with me or as a, a carer and maintain a physical relationship and also emotionally and mental state how what does um what does that do to you so i'm, I'm going to like tackle it from a personal point of view but any questions that you think you'd like me to answer um i'll absolutely do my best or if you've got any tips or any sort of helpful ideas that help maintain a relationship physical and mental i'm just intrigued to hear from you about that because i think it's a taboo i mean sex in general in especially in the uk is a taboo anyway i know we're being a bit more open about it now especially like with the programs like sex education and you know there's quite a few programs out there that are a lot more showing you what that kind of relationship especially as a, a, a late teen going into your early 20s it's and if you've got me or any other chronic condition you're not living like a normal person so it kind of it's going to put a wall up and yeah and and like i say it's not i'm not wanting any cd details that's not what this show's about and um i will probably put this as a parental guidance show because until i know what we talk about i don't know how it would be for kids so if any children do listen to this but um yeah, so I, th- I thought it's a really interesting topic because, you know, we, we might have ME or we might be the carer, but still allowed to have a relationship. So how does it work? And um, I really, they're the only two shows I've got really sort of fleshed out how what I want to do so far. And obviously I'll think of others and map in the ones that I had planned out originally in season one. Um, but I figured they're two big ones anyway, because the book, is a massive part of jessica and it's going to be really exciting to delve into that with her and having hopefully by the time the launch happens i might well have read it or read most of it so i can ask some questions directed about that too but um yeah and the the love intimacy sex the emotional state mental state that it causes when you have an illness like emmy or you are a carer and so yeah uh, anything about that would be fantastic um because from my own personal point of view Lindsay knew i had emmy when she came into the relationship um at that point i was in remission uh, so i was actually working and leading an almost normal life i'd say but not it's never normal because you've always got symptoms and you always so i always find it hard to say remission because it's not quite remission but it to me it's where i can cope and do a lot more than what i'm able to do now if that makes sense and also, and maybe I might put a couple of questions to Jessica because I know Jessica has out, outmarked in the um, underlined in a book about her husband now coming in, how they met, and everything. So again, I won't spoil that in case people haven't read it, but it may well be something we can um, talk about too. So any questions on either the book launch and the book itself to put to Jessica or 
love, intimacy, sex, and how it affects your emotional, mental, and physical relationship. Pop, pop them in, and um, yeah, I look forward to delivering these first two proper episodes to you once they are recorded fortnightly, as per usual. Um, if there's any issues, or I have a flare-up, or post-exertional malaise gets in the way, I will, of course, let you know via my Instagram and my blog. Um, but yeah, this that's that's about it for the moment. So I figured today is about the right time now to wind this up and say I hope, well, thank you for listening. I hope you guys are looking forward to season two. I am very much so. It's good to get going again. And um, thank you for joining in as always. And any questions, any any topics you'd like me to cover in the future as well, please do message me and I will do my best to the, to deliver them or get someone on who can talk about it for us so anyway thank you so much for listening welcome back to season two i hope you are all as well as possible i hope you all have at least one or two spoons in reserve and i will speak to you soon bye